Hey everybody, welcome to Throwing Bows, episode number two, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at throwingbows underscore pod. We appreciate you guys tuning in, so let's get after it. All right, hello and welcome to Throwing Bows, episode number two. I'm Cody, and as always, I'm joined by Quinton and Wes. And on the eve of UFC on ABC One, our first event of the year, we're going to run through the main card uh, in just quick fashion. We're not going to we're not going to make it too crazy or anything like that. Um, we just kind of we want to get through it and, and give you guys our picks. So we're jumping right on in in the middleweight division. We have Soriano versus Tudorovic, and I, I hope I didn't mess that name up, but I probably did. Uh, it's a fight between two undefeated guys, and it's Seeming like it's going to be a banger. Wes, what do you think about um, this? I, I feel like probably Todorovic might win because I know people don't believe in ring rust, but Soriano hasn't fought since 2019, so it's been over a year since he's fought. And Todorovic just has more fights, more experience. So, I mean, I think he'll take it, but you never know. Yeah, fair enough. Quentin, buddy, what are you thinking on this one? Uh, I have to go Todorovic as well. Um, I've actually seen him fight a couple times. He has really good stand up. Like he is, he's a really good. He's a good up and comer. He's re- he's really young. I think he's only like 24, 25. That's really good striking. Um, I haven't seen Soriano fight too much. Um, but yeah, him not fighting for a while can definitely play into uh, to to the results. But yeah, I have to go Todorovic on this one. Yeah, we're not gonna get too many. Uh... We're not too much of a debate on that fight because I also have him as my pick by decision. Uh, I, I do think Soriano's tough. Soriano's tough. I think he's he's going to put up some kind of a fight, but Wes is right. He hasn't been in there in a, in a long time, and and as you said, Quentin, the striking, I it's going to be a big difference, I think, on that one. So hopefully a good fight. I think I think it will be, but somebody's always got to go, and I think that's going to be Soriano. All right, moving on to the next one, another middleweight fight. Um, we talked about this one last week, actually, and I don't think much is going to change, but it's Buckley versus uh, DiCurico, and I have Buckley inside the distance on this one, actually, but looking at when they weighed in today, because um, we're recording this after weigh-ins, just so everyone knows, uh, they, I was surprised. DiCurico is going to have, it, as I would assume, he's going to have a pretty decent reach advantage, but I, I don't know what he's going to do with that. I don't know much about him. And for that reason, I have to go Buckley, and I'm going to go inside the distance because of that power. Um, Quinton, we'll, we'll go to you on this one. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think most people are going with Buckley. Uh, I just think he has that killer instinct of somebody who just can finish a fight, basically. Not anytime he wants, but if he, if he pushes hard enough and he really wants it, he can definitely take it. Uh, the Italian guy, Chirico? Uh, um, he, yeah, he actually he's, he's a very tough customer. He's not somebody to play around with. He is like, I think he has at least four inches on him in height, which will play as a big factor in, uh, in the fight. But he also has coming off three losses. So, um, against really good guys though, all of the guys he fought before, uh, Kevin Holland, Marudoff and Zach Cummings, all really tough customers. So, uh, he's definitely no slouch. He actually was a uh, football player before this, so that's definitely something to. Uh, to, to it's kind of weird that Italian guy would be that his background is a football, but. Um, yeah, you wouldn't ex- you wouldn't expect that normally, would you? 
No, no. He he played football uh, in in Rome, in Italy, which is kind of damn. Cool. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of a our, fun. Wes, what are you thinking on this? Oh one? yeah, Buckley's definitely gonna take it. So as I said before, like after Buckley, they were actually giving Buckley good people, and then he got starched by Kevin Holland, and then they gave him Impa, and then he managed to get the crazy kick, and then once they realized that. Because obviously that's knockout of the year and was knockout of the year. They realize that they can market that as the guy that got the crazy knockout of the year. So they're just going to feed him. No disrespect to this guy, but I really don't know much about him. And yeah, he's coming off three fight losses. But I mean, Quinton said they're against good guys, so I'll trust him on that one. But I just don't. Uh, it just seems to me like they're feeding Buckley lesser skilled fighters now to keep his hype train going. Yeah, we, we mentioned earlier, it's like Goldberg back in WCW. Yeah, no, yeah, they're, just, they're just giving him whoever. <laughs> yeah, just making sure he oh. looks as good as possible so when he goes for the big fight, he, uh, he's a monster. Yep. Yeah, he can he can sell those tickets, you know? And he actually does. Also, even though uh, Alessio DeChico is uh, taller, he still has um, – his reach is smaller. He has a smaller reach. And Buckley's got that power too, right? Oh, yeah, I really, I, I really wasn't expecting that. Whenever I saw them um, standing across from each other, I was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna have a few inches reach on him." I just assumed that. No, he actually has a two, uh, two. Uh, Buckley has a two-inch uh, reach advantage. Huh. Yeah, and so for he's and he's only five eight, so like he has like a, he's a massive wingspan for a pretty short guy. All right, we'll just we'll we'll jump ahead now. I think that that was good on the Buckley. I mean, we we don't disagree very much on that one either. Um. We're going to move on to uh, the next bout. It's in welterweight, and it's Ponzinibbio versus the leech, Li Jing Liang. Um, I'm going to go uh, Ponzinibbio by decision. Um, I think I, I just, after watching the, the Magni leech fight, I, I think there's, he, he's, he's a good guy. Like, he's a good fighter, and I think he can beat a lot of ranked fighters, but I don't I don't believe he is the same level at, that Ponzinibbio is going like is it gonna be if that if that makes sense. Uh, Wes, uh, I'll let you go. Let you go this time before Quinton. Uh, what do you think on this? Well, one? I mean, in the heart, I want to say my boy the Leech is gonna win, but it it's basically as you like the main thing he's got going for him is he's just he's a good fighter and he's just tough as hell. Like I'm fairly certain the Leech has never even been knocked down. In, or sorry, no, he's never been finished in any of his fights. Pardon that, but yeah, I don't know. Ponzinibbio is just unreal. The only, the only way I could really see the leech actually coming through and pulling off the win would be by a decision, and that's purely because Ponzinibbio hasn't fought in like a year or two, so he's uh, been out quite a while. I'm pretty sure because he was injured or something. Maybe I could be wrong though. He was he was out for three years. Three years. 2018 was his last. Jeez. His last. His last but he is. But at that point, he was on a seven-fight win streak. So it's uh, it's a toss-up. You know, either he'll come right back just as good, maybe even better, because he had three years to just keep training, or he'll be rusty as hell. But I mean, we will find out. It's gonna be a banger, that's for sure. Quentin, what do you got to say on this one? Um, yeah, uh, I'm going Ponzinibbio too. Uh, I've, I've seen a couple of his fights. Well, I've seen most of his fights. He is a, he just goes in there and wants to bang. Like, he's like a guy, 
who just wants to go in there and just, you know, just throw hands. And Jiang is the same way. He loves he loves just a brawl. It's just a going to be a big slugfest. I think uh, I think we can even see it then because like he beat Magni in his last fight, uh, Pontinibio, and then Jiang actually lost to Magni. So I don't know if that's any indication, but I think he's just a little bit. I think he has a little bit more skill sets. He is uh, pretty good in jiu-jitsu, actually. But he doesn't actually use it that much because, uh, you know, he'd rather probably use his fists. So, but I think... Pontini- you don't have to. You don't have to use it. Um, then, no, that... You're right, though. I think they're going to stand in the phone booth and, and trade for at least a decent decent part of that fight, which is going to be awesome. Um, I think it could be fight of the night. But another one that could definitely be fight of the night is the co-main event, uh, and, and also in welterweight, we got Condit versus Brown. I mean, this is this is a classic. If you if if you're a fan, if you're a fan from the UFC from like what five five or more years ago, but you haven't even watched an event, you would see those two guys and be like, hell yeah, like let's let's get it let's get it going. Um, I know you wanted to talk about this one, Quentin, more than I think more than me and Wes combined. So I'll let you go first and uh, and just and let you take the take the reins here okay yeah so this fight is definitely like if this was 10 years ago and this was a prime natural born killer versus uh, immortal matt brown um this would be like maybe headlining a pay-per-view like this would be a big big deal but now they're a little older and um they're (laughs) they got a little more of a glass jaw both of them but uh this will definitely be like a fun fight for me to watch because these were two guys that I really liked watching growing up. Um, especially Carlos Condit. He was one of my favorites because he just had that cool kickboxing Muay Thai uh, knockouts. He would always do those spinning back uh, elbows and all the kicks and shit. Like, I just love that. So, um, for me, I have to go with Carlos Condit. I think he's looked better in the past fight compared to um, to Matt Brown, who just, you know... He just seems to not be able to uh, really go in there and have a long fight because of his age, and he he, he doesn't uh, he doesn't handle he doesn't handle punches very well anymore. So I gotta go with Carlos Condit. Yeah, I, I went Condit by uh, inside the distance as well. I, I kind of agree with what Quinton said about the whole. Um, the whole kind of class jaw thing that they got going on. Like, neither of them are as tough as they once were because of how many wars they've been in. But uh, I think Conan's going to get it done, I'm going to say late, late finish, third round, possibly, um, just for just, just for fun. I'm going to say third yeah. round finish by Condon. I think the two guys who easily maybe can be knocked out, maybe they play it, maybe they play it a little more safe. Like, I, uh, you know, they're both going to be swinging, but I don't know if one of them is going to maybe try to, you know, bait the other one and maybe fight a little smarter than maybe they expected, but who, who knows? Whoever does that, I believe. I think it would be Condit. I, I definitely would be Condit because I think Matt Brown has only one uh, motor, and it's just go. It's just stand there and just take as much <laughs> shit as you can and just throw as much back at him as you can. Oh, okay, I saw something today, and and maybe this is like super, uh, super knowledgeable stuff. Like maybe like everybody knows this, but me, I didn't know that Matt Brown was dead for a minute because of a heroin overdose and then came back to life. Yeah. That was, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's, he's fucking crazy. That's why he calls himself immortal. 
yeah, I knew he was given that nickname after that moment. Yeah. He also comes out to, uh, he also comes out to uh, a song written by a hardcore band, Hatebreed. So uh, yeah, I've never I've never heard of them. <laughs> no, they're they're if you around the hardcore community, they're like gods. But uh, he's a huge like metalhead, so I I have a uh, I have a huge respect for him because he comes out to actually heavy music. Because I feel like every fighter now just comes out to like I don't know like mariachi music or um, R and B, which is good. I like the I like that. Like it's good music. But when I'm a if you're a fighter, I'm coming out to like some of the heaviest shit like i want to be like pumped up like i don't want to be like dancing sometimes dude sometimes to dudes come out to the weirdest stuff i'm like yeah this is a good song but like is this really gonna get you pumped up yeah. like is this really getting the blood flowing yeah I, who somebody came out to like uh, i think it was kesha or something i i can't even remember it was like kesha <laughs> or it was like uh uh, Demi Lovato or Lady Gaga or someone, so one of those, one of the female artists, and I was just like, this is so weird. Why would like of all the music you could pick? But he was, ha- I, I don't even remember who it was, but he was smiling and having like a good time, and I was just, I, I was hey. like, okay. I mean, it's you. As long as you don't get your ass kicked, as long as you don't get your ass kicked, it's not a big deal, right? Exactly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, I can't believe we already we we zoomed right to it, but um. We're here, the, the the first main event of 2021, and it's a biggie uh, in the featherweight division. Max Holloway is going to be taking on Calvin Cater, and uh, someone someone fixed their fucking mic. Who's a fucking? <laughs> well, I just tried to say like four things, but God, nobody God. heard me. So clearly, <laughs> yeah, no, I kept saying things. It. You guys just kept oh. talking, so I'm like, well, obviously they can't hear me. No, I was gonna say the person that had their music be a chick. It was Mike Perry because somebody messed with them when they made it, and they changed the song to Beyonce. So it came out to Beyonce. Um, you're right. You're so. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> yeah, because he came out and he's like, was "What the fuck is this, Beyonce?" And then he started dancing with it anyway because. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. I don't care. Dude, what? Okay, okay. Can we get off t- track for just a second before we get into the main event? Fine, fine, fine. This just one time, I'll let you do it. What is up? What is Mike? What is Mike Perry? Doing? Man, he, he, listen. You, you saw- in, in real talk, man's clearly got some life problems. He's definitely been hit in the head way too many times. I mean, he already had problems before that with like anger and like alcoholism and all that shit. But I don't know, man. The guy's just going off the wall. Like, obviously, we've seen, like, the last thing he saw was he posted on his Instagram and Twitter, him kicking, kicking a hole in a glass door, and he sliced his leg, just, like, bleeding out all over the floor, just chilling, not, like, not shit. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, that video, actually, I did not, I, I didn't understand what was going on. Like, he was just playing there, and, like, he was bleeding from the leg. And I was like, what the? And he, he was drunk something like that all right that's no you yeah you're you're taking all my stuff here man uh wes what do you think yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to pick purely based on favoritism because i i like carlos condit more than matt, matt brown purely just because i've seen more fights of his i've only i haven't really seen much of matt brown but i know that he's a big name and I've seen a couple of Carlos Condit's fights, especially his last one. He looked like, considering he hadn't fought in a while in his last fight, he still looked pretty good. So I'm definitely looking forward to this fight to see these guys go at it. But I'm hoping Carlos Condit wins. Yeah. Oh my God. This new new era BJ Penn. 
Yeah, without like, except for, I don't know the greatness. He, the greatness without the greatness. Without like the he did the knocking yeah, out in the bar though. He didn't get knocked out in the bar. Hey, I think we beat that guy, and then the guy ended up beating him later that night. I think that was what happened. It was the opposite. BJ got knocked out cold, and then later than I saw another video, and BJ Penn just absolutely, he had Buddy, he had him flattened out, Buddy was on his stomach, and then he had, like, hooks in, and he was just feeding him shots to the side of Buddy's head, and it was just like, (laughs) oh, you poor, you poor son of a bitch. Poor BJ. Not poor BJ, sorry. Poor, uh, Poor the guy who's kicked his ass and he got kicked. Hey, if you try and fight a UFC fighter, uh, I don't Bro, know. Bro, not even a UFC fighter you either. A Hawaiian. Like, I ain't fucking with a Hawaiian. Speaking of Hawaiian. Yeah, speaking of Hawaiian, Max Holloway, Calvin Cater. It's going to be a big fight. Um, Wes, what Wes will let you roll with this one first. Give your well, opinion, I'm definitely all aboard the Blessed Express here. Um, I've definitely been a fan of Max Holloway basically for as long as I've watched MMA. I've always enjoyed his fights. The guy's always a banger. Very few things have hyped me up watching a fight more than watching Max walk into the center of the octagon and just point like, let's fucking go. And most people are not man enough to do it. But when it happens, oh man, I love it. So at the end, like, no disrespect to Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater is a great fighter and I think it's going to be an absolute banger. But I have Max. I, I'm definitely thinking Max by decision. I don't think that Calvin Cater. I think Max has better pressure, and I think he'll have more volume of strikes than Cater will. But Cater also has unreal boxing, so that's the thing. That's why it's a toss-up. Like you, you really don't know. Like that elbow that Cater threw in his last fight was gross. Oh no! It was it was absolutely it was absolutely nasty. He has some really really good knockouts, some like amazing knockout power. Um, but I don't know if he's gonna. I, I I'm with you. I'm with you on the Holloway by decision. I, I think that's the obvious answer to this question. Like who who's gonna win? I think that's the obvious answer, and it it, it might it might not play out that way. But um, if I if I'm if I was a betting man and I am, um, I, I'm <laughs> definitely going. I'm definitely going Holloway by decision. I'll have money on that. Uh, tomorrow night. Or tomorrow Wait, has Max has has Max been has, knocked out? Ha, I don't. Has he think. like ever been finished ever? He's never been. He's been submitted. He's never yeah, been I just really can't see Calvin Cater winning. Then, like the only way I can see him winning is if he managed to like cold cock knockout Holloway. And I mean, hey, anything could happen. Prime example: DC Stipe. That was a punch of a lifetime. It can happen, but I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, I d I don't I don't see Cater winning this, but uh Quentin, what do you see going into this? Uh I'm actually gonna go with Cater. Um We finally think, have we finally have some disagreement in the in this room. This is great. Yeah, the only thing is I think I obviously Cater maybe isn't the uh most well rounded compared to Holloway. I think Holloway might be a little bit of a better striker, but their boxing is probably pretty fair fairly matched. I think they're on the same level of boxing. But uh, I think Cater has... I think he's coming off... Uh, he's coming off wins, right? He's coming off a couple wins. He did lose to Zabit, uh, but he did beat uh, Jeremy Stevens and Dan Ige, which is, uh, you know, going to a fight can really play into it. And uh, Max Holloway is coming off two losses to uh, Volkanovski. Um, I don't think... I think I don't think Holloway is unbeatable. That's the thing. I don't think he has... 
that Khabib or that uh, when St. Pierre and Silva, when they were those, when those guys were like champs, those guys, you know, you can never really bet against them because they just never lost. But Holloway has lost before to Poirier and he, uh, he has had losses in this. So I think there could be a chance for uh, Cater and I think he could knock him out. I think Cater has that crazy knockout ability that he could, uh, he could finish. Well, give us, give us a, give us a round. Give us what, what, what are you thinking? Holy late, I think, like I think, I think it could go to the third round, but I could see uh, Calvin Cater, KOing, uh, knocking out uh, Holloway. That's that, that's interesting. I like that at least we have some sort of disagreement, but at the same time, I still agree with what you're saying with um, with the power. And I think he is a very, very good boxer. I mean, the knockout, the highlight reel of knockouts shows he's a an amazing boxer. The only but thing Hall, Holloway's, Holloway's fantastic too. You know, it's, yeah. it's so different. Well, the only thing is with Cater, I've seen in his fights that he can't handle leg kicks very well. He doesn't take leg kicks very well because of a, being a boxer, right? You don't have to take leg kicks. But Jeremy Stevens had it right the last time they fought. Um, Jeremy Stevens went right for the legs, and he he. Uh, um, Cater looked a little stunned. Like, he did, he doesn't know how to really take that. Same with when he fought Moicano. When he lost to Moicano, it was because of the leg kicks. The leg kicks started early, and he couldn't – it kind of ruined his whole, uh, you know, his groove, his mojo, whatever you want to call it. He couldn't get into a rhythm with his boxing because that's his main – that's his bread and butter. The only thing I think with – I think Holloway wants to stand with him, and I think Cater wants to stand it. So they're going to both be going at it. I just think Cater can – I think his boxing may, might be a little bit better. I think overall striking, I think it's Holloway, but I think boxing, I think Cater might be a better boxer. All right, I think that, I think that's that's really that's really uh, a good for the main card. Some people might be wondering, hey, why didn't these guys talk about the prelims? Don't they know anybody on the prelims? Are they just casuals? Well, you know <laughs> what? We do know we do know people on the we do know pre- people on the prelims, but we're not trying to uh, bore the shit out of everybody who who doesn't give a fuck. Um, and honestly, we're going to be doing a podcast after this event. And I think there's going to be a few of those fights that happen in the, in the prelims that are going to, there's going to be some stars coming at like Justin Tafa or Carlos, uh, Carlos Felipe. One of those guys is going to be Spencer, a lot Phil bigger. Ha- Sorry. Uh, I just want to mention, uh, Phil Hawes, that guy is pretty scary. Oh yeah. No, no you, doubt. Have you ever, have you ever no. seen a fight? Yeah, I saw. I, I think I saw his last fight. Is he did, didn't he fought? He fought recently, like end of last year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're he, probably... it was so funny because he's like, he was like this jacked guy, and I was like, oh, he's gonna have like this really like deep voice. He goes and goes, hey, my name is like. Uh... <laughs> I was like, he's like, he's like Tyson. I was like, I, I thought it was really funny. Uh, there's some <laughs> of those guys. There's some of those UFC fighters and or just fighters in general that their voices don't match. <laughs> Their, their body no. at all yeah no just like you, you expect them to have this like deep commanding voice but really it's just like the soft-spoken guy <laughs> even brock really lesnar brock lesnar sounds like 150 pounds lighter than he is, you know? <laughs> yeah like, yeah he, he has a little bit of like a high-pitched like it's not high-pitched but it like squeaks a lot and he has like yeah. a, and it's funny because you expect him to have this like commanding big man voice but really it's not he's just a big jacked white boy deal with it and that's why he's positive yeah, for steroids 
Very true. Uh, I'll go. Uh, well, just just before we wrap it up, Quentin. Uh, other than other than Haas, is there anybody or anything that you want to touch on uh, before this event goes down? Um, this has nothing to do with UFC, but I wanted to know what you guys thought of that trade. <laughs> oh that, my God, your fantasy it, trade was that really bad? Um, I, I, I wanted. Mean, to... I don't know. I don't know because it's gonna it's gonna come down to. Uh, going to come down to how the goalies play i think or how much time uh, all mark gets just so everybody knows uh quinton what was the trade you made in fantasy hockey if you don't care about a hockey fuck you anyways um we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk <laughs> yeah. about it so yeah we'll do a, we're gonna do a hockey podcast after this one. Um, oh yeah no probably yeah um no the trade i made was kyle connor uh for connor hellebuck and giordano when i looked at the trade before i thought it was Okay, because I and now looking back at it, I think Giordano's I could have got some more for it. I got Linus Allmark too, sorry, who is not that good, but I don't really take a lot into goaltending, but maybe I should. But um, yeah, I think I'm I th- I'm happy with it, but I'm also like I lose I lost a lot of depth, so I don't know. Yeah, and I think I, it's gonna hurt you. I think it's gonna hurt your goaltending for wins. Um, but it if. if if Buffalo doesn't suck, you, you, it could be all right. Yeah, I did pick up Farabee, too, on free agency, which is a great oh, yeah. pickup. No, I think you're going to be fine. You definitely, you're, you're right. You needed offense, so uh, Kyle Connor will help you. But we'll, yeah. we'll, flip, we'll flip back to UFC. You can just cut that out. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, no, fuck it. It's staying in there. Wes, uh, Wes what do you, is there anything you want to touch on? Um. Well, congratulations, UFC, uh, for finally removing... Marijuana from their fucking sada testing bullshit. So no longer will we see fighters getting wins taken away or getting six months suspensions just for smoking a joint. Because the stupidest part was, is most of the time it would happen. It would happen to fighters that would get short notice fights. So like, how the fuck is it, like as a guy supposed to control? He's not in a fight camp. Motherfucker's just trying to chill at his house and smoke a blunt, and then he gets called from the UFC being like, "Hey, dude, we need you to fight this guy in a week." Well, obviously he's gonna test positive. Like, well, what do you mean? I just picked it, when they when they announced it. I just pictured the Diaz brothers. <laughs> or Nate, oh yeah, really. I just pictured him just lighting up the fat. Jamal and... Hill actually tweeted out just... that he uh that he wants one of his wins back because I guess they took one of his wins away because he obviously popped for weed after and now that it's legal, he's like, give me back my win. I'm like, that's the thing, man. I wonder how many fighters have gotten screwed out of wins because of that. Oh, like I like Dana. Dana said it best. He just said, "He's he said fighters can't be coming into the ring high. You can't have that." Which I fully agree with. That's just silly. You can't be doing that. But um, but like if you're not in a fight camp, I don't see the problem. Yeah, if it's in your system, but you're not under the uh, the uh, I mean, you don't have the. You're not, you're not hazy, and you're not, like, out of it or anything, and you're not, like, super, yeah, I mean, like, Even if they want to be super loose and just make it, like, you can't get high the day of your fight, then, like, whatever. But, like, just can't be high going into the octagon. Yeah. Just not have, like, the side effects. Just, if, if it's in your system, it's in your system, but it shouldn't, that shouldn't uh, play yeah. a factor. But yeah, congratulations, because it was way long fucking overdue. And in no way, shape, or form is it enhancing anyone's performance. So, it's just silly. <laughs> it's more, hurt, more hurting it than anything. 
I know whenever I smoke a joint, I want to fight. Yeah. It just makes yeah. Me really yeah. <laughs> that's what like people on cocaine mostly. That's mostly the side effect of like, cocaine users. Yeah, yeah. Or you just drive a car. Bro, he weighs two hundred fifty pounds now. He's gonna do a lot more coke now. Oh fuck! That's his tolerance, his tolerance is way. Yeah, he's got a lot more. He's got a lot more John meat Jones. to absorb it. Yeah, he doesn't have those his skinny little legs anymore. Jesus, <laughs> I just saw a picture. Oh, yeah, it's in the middle of the week. It's, it yeah. starts like Wednesday, yeah. like eight a.m. or something silly like that, because they're in prime Abu Dhabi time. Well, yeah, it okay. Next, it is. It is next week, though. Well, yeah, technically. Yeah, I'm just some, yeah. some watch it. Some watch info for um for tomorrow. Um, I believe it's twelve. I could be messing this one up, but I think it's twelve. The prelim start. Uh, but it could be one. That's Eastern time, just so everybody knows we're in Canada. So that's that's what we're going off of. Uh, well, in Ontario, um, we have uh, 3 p.m. main card. That's all the fights we were talking about. Those fights are going to start at 3 p.m. They are free on ABC One and ESPN Plus in America. If you're in Canada like us, you're going to be able to watch them on TSN. Uh, same with the Wednesday card. I believe that one starts early. That one, that one starts early. We'll um, we'll talk about more on that. But I I do know the uh the McGregor Poirier one is going to be prime time for America. It's going to be like the normal 10 p.m. Eastern time start for the main card, and uh, everything should be back to normal then. Well, it's McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, they were just, they're just doing Abu Dhabi a solid, I think, because like they want fans that are from there, but they can't really watch the fights because they're having crazy times over there. <laughs> Shout out to all the European MMA fans that absolutely. Die having to watch MMA cards at like four and six in the morning just because their time zone sucks. Yep, no, they're they're, they're hardcore guys. Uh, also, shout out to um, Jordan Levitt for freaking commenting on one of our memes that we posted of him today. That was that was crazy. I was telling oh, so hard. So yeah, sure. yeah. Jordan Levitt commented on an Instagram post, man. Oh, that's insane! I have to check that out. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I was. I, I, I didn't even know what to say afterwards. I saw the meme. I didn't see. I didn't see that he commented. Yeah, it took us like three yeah, hours to figure out what we even wanted to say. <laughs> I was did just you, like, "Oh you, no!" Never expected that to that happen. So funny. Do you make it? No, I stole it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a man. Oh, oh I wouldn't. I wouldn't lie. I thought about lying, but I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. Thank. Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we're going to talk either tomorrow after the event or Sunday or, or maybe a little later, but I'd, I'd like to get another episode out um, just for the Wednesday card. That'd be great. Uh, but thanks. Thanks for, uh, thanks for talking and, and everyone listening. Thanks for joining along with us and, and listen. Hope you guys enjoy the fights. I know we're going to uh, peace out boys. Peace out, man. Yes. Yeah.